Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome to the new year, Jack Wagon and the Mullet Mafia family. Uh, we're glad to have you here with us, as always. Um, first episode of 2022. Here's to uh, fresh beginnings. Nonetheless, we have a shit ton of stuff to cover. Um, I, I really think that all the like the sports gods. I think they just have like a pile of crack up there, <laughs> and just like once in a while, they take like a little hit here and there. And I guess they had like a surplus left over from last year, and they just. All decided to just go ham. Um, it was uh, I don't know how else to, how else to describe what, really what happened this weekend. weekend. I'm pretty sure I sent you a tweet earlier that, or uh, Cody to a tweet earlier that had videos of things that happened over the weekend. Like, yeah, that was just uh, the NFL, yeah, yeah, just in the NFL. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's get into it right away. Uh, we'll go over some uh, college bowl results here. Um, it, yeah, th- this really started the whole weekend. That it was going to be a shit show. Uh, Purdue and Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. It was a great game. Um, ended up going to overtime. Purdue tied it with... Um, actually, no, I think they took the lead with just minutes left. Uh, and then Tennessee drove down and tied it to send it to overtime. Um, they get to overtime. Tennessee has the ball first. As uh, the running back is diving across the goal line, um, he gets stuffed. and The refs mark it down to one. They reviewed this play. Um, the review clearly shows the Tennessee running back in the end zone. Like the ball is across the plane, everything. Um, and they, they still said that he didn't score. Purdue gets the ball. They just kicked the field goal. They win the game. Um, so Tennessee getting shafted, uh, to start the, the, uh, that was, I believe that was a Thursday night game. Um, later on Thursday night, we had Michigan state, uh, beating Pittsburgh and a, a really great game. Pittsburgh was up, I think 21 to 10 at one point. Um, really looked like they were in control. Uh, Michigan State finally got their offense clicking, uh, especially throughout the second half there. Um, they take the lead. I believe it was just over two minutes left. Pitt starts driving down the field, uh, and you know, without Kenny Pickett, it really looked like you know they were they were going to drive down at least kick the field goal to send it to overtime. Um, and just outside of field goal range, the I forget the QB's name now, but he drops back, and I I, I don't know what he was looking at. But homeboy just stared right at the the uh, linebacker and just threw him the ball. Um, <laughs> and I I tweeted about this, but I every time I text Nick about something that's happening that I think is gonna be really cool in a bowl game, like I texted him literally thirty seconds before that pick, and I was like, dude, pitch driving, like they might tie the game or win it even. And uh, never mind. thirty sec, yeah, thirty <laughs> seconds later, he threw that pick six, and I just texted him like, ah, okay, never mind. <laughs> And then there was like multiple times throughout the weekend. I was like, like uh, the Rutgers game, the Wake Forest Rutgers game. I didn't say Rutgers is going to win. I do want to, you know, put that disclaimer out there. I never said Rutgers is going to win. I was like, wow, Rutgers looks really good. I think they're going to be a team to watch next year. And they just completely just caved. And I was like, all right, I need to stop fucking talking at this point. Um, yeah, that is another. This podcast is cursed. It's terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so uh, Wake Forest did beat Rutgers, um, which. I don't think surprised anybody. Um, Rutgers, of course, a last-minute replacement. But also, I mean, like I said, they did put up a really good fight, especially in the first half. I believe it was tied 10-10. Um, you know, they, I, like I said, 
I think they did look really good, especially in the first half. I think that's a glimmer of hope for that program moving forward. I know this year they had a better year than they have in recent history. Um, so, yeah, I, I really do think that's something for them to hang their hat on is, hey, you know, we hung around with you know Wake Forest that whole first half. Um, we have Wisconsin over Arizona State. Uh, Wisconsin just manhandled them all night. Um, and our first New Year's Day game, we had Arkansas over Penn State. Um, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was a close, what, first quarter? First half, maybe. And then uh, it wasn't close anymore. The the defense played great, first they did. of all. Like, uh, that was, when I seen that list, uh, even um, Portnoy tweeted about it. When the list came out about, like, everybody that wasn't going to be in the game from Penn State's defense, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but the young kids balled out. They hung around. Um, yeah, they they had a they played really good. Uh, that interception they had, uh, or I believe it was Arkansas's first drive. Um, yeah, they played really good defense. I think, you know, Penn State always has a good defense, but I think that's even more exciting going into next year is knowing how good they looked against a pretty good SEC team, and knowing that Manny Diaz is going to come in and take over. I understand, you know, he had a lot of drama around him in Miami. He wasn't the signal caller for the defense there, but um, he has a very good defensive resume, and I think I'm very excited for Penn State's defense next year and to watch them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they just need to get their offense figured out, and Franklin needs to stop kicking field goals at this point. Just good God. And whatever that fake punt was, I, I, I've i watched that highlight like 10 times now, and I'm just trying to figure out what they were trying to do. Yeah, it, it's uh, a Penn State thing. I don't, like, uh, as much respect as I do have for James Franklin, <laughs> they're – there are holes in his game, and one of them is is like fakes. Like I remember, I forget what game it was, but there was one game where we ran a fake on fourth down, and um, it worked. And then a couple plays later, we faked a field goal, and it didn't work, and it cost us points. And it was like mm-hmm. you know that was that the I, Michigan I like, game? I think it was the Michigan game. Was it the Michigan game? I, I, I think I remember them running a fake. The they tried to run a fake against Michigan, and um, but yeah, I mean, hey, James Franklin, um. I'm I'm very good at special teams. Just give me a call. I'll come uh, I'll come help you out. Yeah, um, we got this. Yeah, moving on. So we had four other games on New Year's Day uh, that were just absolutely wild. Um, first up, we had Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame was up twenty-eight to seven going in. They scored just before halftime. I think it was like a minute thirty left. Oklahoma State drove right down the field, scored um, right before halftime. To be down 14, they come out of the half, and Oklahoma State finally got their offense clicking. Uh, they just and Notre Dame was gassed. Um, you, you could really tell that they were missing their depth. A lot of their players set out. Uh, their corners were just getting beat uh, nonstop. Um, they tried to make it a game. Uh, they they caused a late fumble, but their offense uh, was the same way. Uh, they just kind of looked burnt out and gassed, and they couldn't do anything with the ball until there was like a minute left. They finally scored again. Um, yeah, big win for Oklahoma State there. Uh, crappy, you know, way to end your first uh, head coaching game for Marcus Freeman. But, um, I will say I have watched a lot of Notre Dame bowl games, especially growing up in a Notre Dame family. I think that is, honest to God, the best they've ever looked in a bowl game that I have watched. <laughs> like, normally when they play bowl games, they just look like dog shit and they get the crap beat out of them. Um, but for once, they actually looked like they were, you know, competent. It was it was nice to see Tommy Reese getting the call of the offense and Brian Kelly not holding him back. And it almost looked like Marcus Freeman was like, "Hey, 
do whatever. Like, you know, this, this is your thing. I don't know if that was a bowl game or I'm, I'm really hoping that's what they do moving forward. Um, cause he had a lot of great plays, um, a lot of great blitz pickups and everything. Uh, so I think Notre Dame's offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch next year. Uh, they have a lot of top tier recruits coming in. They really need to build some depth up at the, the cornerback position. Because like I said, that's what really hurt them against Oklahoma State, especially in the second half. And this is their first game of the year next year is against Ohio State, and we'll get there in a minute. Um, but I, I think that this is a program to watch going forward. I'm not saying they're going to win the national title next year or anything like that, um, but I think they're going to be a very competitive program for years to come. I don't see a major drop-off coming, especially with the you know head coach changing and all that. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of that game? Uh, yeah, I got to watch some of it. I don't remember. I watched like one drive of Oklahoma State. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I, that was like when the when the tide was pretty much starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, around that, that's about when I watched. You could feel the momentum just completely switching in the building. The energy, like it was, it was. I, I knew as soon as I said, like I said, it was only like a drive, but I knew I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so nonetheless, it was a great game. Um, a big comeback win. The other one o'clock game, we had Kentucky and Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, again, Iowa was up late. Uh, Kentucky gets the ball back. I believe it was like four minutes left. They drive down the field. Um, and they, they get a huge score with just under two minutes left. Iowa gets the ball back and all of a sudden they're driving back down the field, which is so weird because I, it was what? 17-17, or what was, I'm sorry, I believe it was tied 17-17, Kentucky went down and scored, um, I want to say that was it, either way, it was a really low scoring game, something like that, yeah, yeah, um, anyway, Iowa gets the ball back, they're driving down the field, I want to say they were driving, they needed to get the field goal range to tie it, um, but either way, yeah, they're driving down the field, they actually look really good. It was weird to see an Iowa offense move the ball that well without 30 halfback dives. <laughs> um, yeah, they're driving down the field. And, and same thing with the, with the pit game. Uh, just a really, really bad decision on where to throw it. Threw it right to a Kentucky linebacker, and uh, that ends that game. Um, but nonetheless, that was a very fun last few minutes to watch. I ended up watching the last uh, three drives after the Notre Dame game was over. Um, Kentucky gets a huge bowl win. Uh, Iowa gets a heartbroken again. Um, yeah, not, nonetheless, so those two games were just the beginning of a wild day. Uh, then we had the Ohio State-Utah Rose Bowl. Uh, Utah was just beating the crap out of Ohio State to start. I believe it was 28-14 at halftime. Uh, yeah, halftime. Or 30, no, 35-14 at halftime. Uh, they come out. And Ohio State, you know, just like Oklahoma State, they finally got it clicking in the second half. What well, had uh, to be the game of the year? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they they finally figured out Utah's offense and they slowed him down. Um, and Smith and Jigba, uh, my <laughs> God, ridiculous! He broke the the Rose Bowl record for receiving yards. Uh, had three touchdown catches and all three catches. Well, the throws themselves were just unbelievable, but the catches themselves, uh, absolutely next level. He, it, just watching this game, I think him 
and Stroud, if they can play like that all next year, not not only going to be, you know, national championship contenders, but I also think, you know, there's going to be two Ohio State players and, you know, the Heisman finalists next year. I really do think that's a possibility with, if if they can look as good as they did in the Rose Bowl all season next year, now that's a big if. You know, you got to stay healthy. Um, you have all these other, you know, factors coming into it. But uh, nonetheless, um, Utah has the ball. They're driving. Uh, and they gave up the first sack of the day on rushing. It was a first sack for either team, but it was uh, rushing goes down, hits his head awkwardly on the ground. Um, more than likely, I, I believe it came out. He does have a concussion. Um, so he's out of the game. A true freshman walk-on was their, I guess, primary backup. He comes into the game. Um, they just do two more run plays. Um, they get a couple yards. I believe it was like third and 18. And uh, the running back just like ran four guys over. And he finally got tackled like two yards short. Um, they punt the ball away. Ohio State drives down the field, and that's when uh, Njigba got his third touchdown. And that's a beautiful sideline throw from Stroud. Um, Utah gets the ball back, and they drive right back down the field. Um, the, the freshman QB was actually making some really good throws. Uh, ends up tying the game, but they left just a little too much time on there. And they had a really poor kickoff coverage, which is weird. Because Utah is like one of the best special teams teams in the country. And um, yeah, they, they gave up a lot of yardage on the kick return. Uh, Ohio State, again, just starts – it almost looked like this, like the same thing with Notre Dame's defense. Their defense was just gassed in, in the second half there. Um, gave up a lot of yards. They drive down the field. Uh, they get inside the red zone, and, and the, the clock is running. Utah has all three timeouts, and the clock is just running. And, you know, it's under a minute now, and they just line up. and they here's what I would have done in this situation. So uh, they, yeah, they, they gave the ball to Henderson and he broke like a pretty decent run for being inside the 10 and got to the two and Utah's defense just decided to, you know, stop him right then and there. I think it was like three guys tackled him. And then again, they didn't call a timeout clock keeps running and Ohio state had one timeout left. They called it with like 12 seconds left. They set up a field goal team, and they go out there and kick the game-winning field goal. So what I would have done is, A, I would have used some timeouts, but <laughs> I would have let Henderson just score on that play right there. I would have told my guys, that, hey, let him score. He gets in. That gives you at least a little bit more time, even if you kept all three of those timeouts. That gives you a little bit more time on that clock rather than just 12 seconds and you need like a miracle kick return. Um, so I really think they should have let Henderson score. They get the ball back with, what I don't know, about... 35, 40 seconds, maybe. Now, granted, I still understand that's not a lot of time, but you're at least giving three timeouts. Off- that's like forever. Yeah, you're yeah. you're still giving your offense a chance. And I understand, you know, you have a freshman QB, and I, like I said, I understand they were really good at blocking kicks this year. I think they had like five all season um, between field goals and punts. I know they blocked one against Oregon. I watched it. Um, <laughs> and you know, you you want to give that you special hear the team. Salt in your voice when you said that. <laughs> Like, I, I understand that, you know, you pride yourself on that and you want to give them a shot. But at the same time, you know, you need to think in the grand scheme of things. I just really think they should have let Henderson score on that run. And then, you know, like I said, you have, you're have you giving your offense a chance. Um, So, yeah, I just think that was really, really bad clock management. I mean, and nonetheless, if you have three timeouts sitting there and you just don't call any. 
and just like the the complacency of, of winning him on the sideline, just like yeah, whatever. This is this is what's happening. Like yeah, okay. Um, it was like we're just glad to be here. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, definitely, it it was probably I would say the game of the year. Um, just between the comeback Ohio State had and the back and forth there late in the fourth quarter, uh, Utah to kick return for a touchdown. Um, Stroud's performance, he broke the, the Rose Bowl record for most passing yards, too. Uh, he has six passing touchdowns. Um, just absurd numbers from him. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely a game of the year candidate in, uh, in college football. Uh, and then the nightcap on New Year's Day, uh, we had the Baylor Ole Miss Sugar Bowl. Um, unfortunately, uh, Matt Corral. Uh, he said, you know, he was he was playing. He did play. I believe it was the first drive. He got injured. Uh, took a weird landing on his knee. Uh, went back to the the medical tent. They took him back to the locker room. That eventually, and he came out on crutches. Uh, he got a standing ovation. Um, but for two teams that like Baylor came from the Big Twelve, and I understand they didn't have the greatest offense all season. Uh, but still, you have a Big Twelve offense. You know, you're expected to put up numbers. Ole Miss was one of the most prolific offenses in the SEC. Um, everybody really thought this was going to be like a high-scoring matchup, at least like in the 30s, uh, maybe 40s. No, the final score was 21-7. Uh, it was just a defensive slugfest. Um, Baylor's uh, first touchdown actually was off a of pick six. Or maybe maybe not the first one, maybe it was the second one. Uh, but yeah, they had a pick six touchdown. Um, yeah, just a really like ugly offensive matchup, but... Nonetheless, Baylor gets a huge uh, bowl win over Ole Miss. Um, and, of course, we had the playoffs. Uh, Bama just rolled over Cincinnati. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, that was another thing watching that. Like, I feel like Cincinnati was just way too conservative. Um, they, were, they cared more about not letting the game get out of hand than they were about just running their offense. Uh, yeah. Their very first drive, they were running the ball right down Alabama's mouth. And... Um, they get inside the, I think it was they were inside the ten. Uh, Alabama calls a timeout to like take a minute, and they came out and for some reason Cincinnati decided to do three straight passes. Um, now one of them was going to be a touchdown, but you know great defense awareness from the one lineman. He put his hands up and just swatted the ball down. Um, and from that point on, you could just tell Cincinnati was I don't want to say scared, but they were a lot more timid in their play calling, and it was like I said, I think it was more so to like okay, let's just not get blown out 85 to three um and that's that's what i felt it was more like and then the other semifinal game uh georgia just steamrolled michigan um so boo. <laughs> and this is i'm gonna take this blame 100 percent because i for the first time ever in my life told a man i was like y'all got a really good team this year i think you might win this weekend and boom so i just yeah. want to put it out there i will never I tried it with Ohio State. I should have known better. Should have known uh, better. <laughs> yeah, I mean Georgia just manhandled them in every asset of of the football game. Did you see the the video um, of the wide receiver shoving the quarterback? Yes, yeah. dude. After he shushes the crowd, shoves yeah. the wide receiver, shushes the crowd again. Like, yeah. Um, what a savage. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, who was a high, he finished second in Heisman voting, was just completely neutralized the entire game. Um, Michigan didn't have any answer at all for anything Georgia was doing on offense or defense. Um, so, yeah, it's a Bama-Georgia rematch, which, I, I mean, a lot of people were, like, I was listening to, to a bunch of people talking before, like, the semifinals even happened. They were, like, talking about the playoffs, and, like, we think it'd be terrible if Cincinnati and Michigan, like, made it, like, 
that'd be so bad for ratings and all this. I was like, no, I think it'd be worse if Bama and Georgia made it because who wants to watch that for you know the second time this year and the second time in at least four years? Like yeah. nobody wants to watch that. Um, but nonetheless, that's what that's what we get. Um, I mean, they both deserve to be there. It's it's not like you know either of them lucked their way into this. I mean, I'm <laughs> no. not I'm not saying that by any means. I'm not saying either team doesn't deserve this. They definitely do. Um, I hope it's closer than the SEC championship. At least that's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. because um, it, it's nothing like a whole hype of season for just an, a disappointing championship. And then you got to hear on Twitter about, oh, well, this team should have been in the championship. It would have been a better game. That's is why, like, we need. I I agree. We need expanded playoffs. But I just I hate when Twitter is like, that's all. That's all. Yeah, dude. These SEC teams making it isn't the only reason for it. It's. No. I mean, I think I think even if we had a 16 team playoff. These two teams would be in the finals right now, unless they somehow ended up on the same side of the bracket or whatever. Um, but yeah, just it, it was. <laughs> I I turned the Michigan game off. It was that ugly. Um, I it was, it was I so it was so hard to watch. Forgot about start time. To be honest with you, yeah, we were. I was at a New Year's party and like I got the TV hooked up and everything, and I just you know turned the game on naturally. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like watching. I'm like, yeah, this is ugly. And I watched Georgia score like two touchdowns. I was like, nope. And I flipped it to freaking uh, like the New Year's Rock and Eve or whatever. <laughs> I turned it on and they were getting blown out. And I just turned it right back on. <laughs> I was like, well, I've seen all I need to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, regardless, I, I really hope that, like I said, I hope this game is closer than the SEC championship game was. Um, we have one other bowl game left. We have Kansas State and LSU. And then we also have the national championship. But with those two games left, uh, Michaela Levitt, I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not, is currently in the lead by two games. Um, so she's at least going to win some money uh, if you know she picks the last two games right, um, depending on how everybody else goes. Uh, she could win all the money, but we will see. Um, have to wait for at, at least the, uh, the Kansas State LSU game to come in. And what the, a great surge at the end. Yeah. She really like not that she came out of nowhere, but she was like the the top three were always. She was sitting like fourth, fifth the entire time. Yeah, and then just I mean with with all these you know the the big New Year's Day games, she she made a late surge, and hey, that's that's what it takes. Um, yeah, so that wraps up our uh, our college football review. Um, like I said, I mean that that alone was a lot to talk about. Uh, and we both knew it was going to be a lot. I think it was Saturday night. You and I were texting like, this is. This is gonna be a ridiculous amount of stuff to talk about on the podcast, and yeah, l- little did we know, here comes the NFL with even more. <laughs> so, uh, why, why don't you take it away? Yeah, it definitely did not stop um, at the college level. Uh, like we had mentioned earlier, the NFL was an absolute circus this weekend. Um, like I talked about that video on Twitter, it was just it was a collection of crazy shit whether it was games just being games or weird things that happened or controversy it was just a, it, it was a great weekend in sports um but in the nfl uh we had uh, to started it off really the Bengals. i think when i checked the Bengals were down like 21 7 um might even be more than that maybe a little less than that i'm not sure um, but i was at work while this game was on and i remember coming out of work uh 
And by the time I got home, I had brought the game back up and it was like tied or close to tied somewhere, somewhere around there. And I was like, uh oh, um, but I was paying attention to the Washington game. Um, but I ended up like by the time the Washington game ended, there was a little left in this game and I got to change it to it. Uh, great game. Um, Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase show in the league why, you know, why everybody, why they were so highly touted and, um, just honestly, like flexing, those are probably two of the most confident guys in the league right now. Um, but coming back on on the Chiefs uh, to clinch the AFC North, um, kick Kansas City out of the first seed. Uh, so right away, one o'clock, uh, we were getting we were getting the the drama started. And I I really think Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is like the best one two duo in the NFL right now. Like I I don't think there's another quarterback receiver combination out there that like touches how like and i understand it's because those two played in college and all this but just like the way those two are carrying this offense and this team basically uh and and watching how they play um it it's so much fun to watch but i really do think they are one of the best duos in in the nfl yeah when those two aren't producing and, and don't don't get me wrong joe mixon um you know he's been great this season he's been a part of it but when when those two aren't producing that offense isn't producing as well um yeah. they play a very great complementary game of football when all sides are working um especially when the offense is going off like it has been um, this this was another game with a weird like sequence there at the end like i mean i, I was i forget who i saw i think it was mike Dolly jr tweeted out like the Bengals are doing the same like goal line shit that the the Buckeyes did the night before, and just the Chiefs are doing nothing about. It. I think the Chiefs only had one timeout, but just like that whole sequence was so wild to watch. Like, and Tony Romo has been a pretty good commentator. Like he like when he first came in, he was he was really fun because you know he was like, hey, listen, this is what they're gonna do, blah 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 blah. Like he gave a lot of in depth knowledge, and that was fun. But to me, it, it's getting old. Like his little shtick. Because we're sitting there, and I, well, I'm watching the game on Sunday, and he just will not stop reiterating. He he doesn't want to score here. Like he's he's trying not to score, and you can like clearly see like Joe Mixon is trying his damnedest to score, and it's just like okay, just shut up, just for five. Like I honestly muted it at one point. I was like, just shut up. <laughs> and then shut so up, so it gets to fourth and goal, and I honestly would have kicked a field goal if if I'm Cincinnati, um, but they didn't. They go for it. Um, there was, I think, holding on both teams. So that like it ended up being like a really crappy play. Um, so they had to throw the ball away. So it was illegal touching on both teams. So they had to redo fourth down. I'm like, okay, now they're going to kick it. And then they ran another play. And I, I think it was passing. Or no, it was illegal hands to the face. So they get an automatic first down and they get four more plays. And they just needed a couple times. And then they brought, brought in the kicker finally and kicked the game-winning field goal. <laughs> It was just such a wild. Like I'm just I sitting remember there, seeing like, a, a message in the group chat at one point that was like, "Just kick the damn field goal." It was, and it was I was like, so... "I wonder what that's about." And I looked at the game and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it was. It was just so weird to watch and like just how this that final series unfolded. Um, it was just absolutely weird. Um, but yeah, so a big win for the Bengals. They clinched. They went from a team that nobody thought was gonna even finish with a winning record. Um, to winning the a- AFC North, which I mean, great for them. Yeah, um, you know, besides that league kind of being, it, they're like the better NFC East. Yeah, I think know? we said that one time. Um, yeah, 
but I'm glad to see that Cincinnati and, and Joey B, he's one of my favorite players in the league right now. Um, and I'm glad to see them succeeding over there. Uh, but oh, moving sure. on, uh, we had the Rams over the range, the, 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 the Rams over the Ravens, um, with the Ravens in danger of missing playoffs. This game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, but I guess when Matt Stafford's still throwing out gifts like Santa Claus, it makes it easy to stay in the game. I was yelling because my one fantasy team, I'm in the finals, and I have Cooper Cup. I'm like, listen, I need Cooper to get as many points as he can get. And, yeah, Stafford's over here with their own interceptions. And I was just yelling at the TV, like, what the heck? Like, the first one, he just, like, literally stared at his receiver the whole time. It was on an out route. And he just looks right at the freaking receiver and just goes, here you go. While there's a linebacker in between them, the linebacker's like, oh, thanks. Or I think it was a safety, but either way, it was like, oh, thanks. And just ran downfield. And then, yeah, he ended up throwing that other pick for no reason. Like, he had a guy wide open over the middle, and he's like, fuck it, Odell's down there. Let me just heave this up there. And the same guy picked it off. And then Odell, this is like, so the, the Bengals game was weird, but, like, it was nonetheless, like, it, it was somewhat normal still. This is when, like, things started getting really weird on Sunday, is Odell just punched the dude. Like, just straight back, like, he was on the ground, and, like, instead of just, like, touching him, like, hey, you're down, he put his hand on him, and then with his other arm, just cocked back and swung and just punched a dude, like, right in the side. I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, it ain't his fault your quarterback's a dumbass. Like, what the hell? And, like, yeah, from, from that moment on, I was like, all right, this day is obviously just going to be just as weird as yesterday <laughs> was. Um, and, and it was. It was. It definitely was. Um, going into the next game we're going to talk about, we had the Cardinals over the Cowboys. Um, there was a little controversy mixed in, uh, especially with the end of this game. Now, as somebody that has watched Dallas get away with some things, uh, especially in the recent past, I, I didn't see nothing. Um, but I will I, say, so, like, when I first watched it, like, that day, um, and it, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about the, the Cardinals were driving late. The Cowboys were down, I think, what, three points. Um, Cardinals are driving late, you know, just put the game away. And... All of a sudden, the ball came out. The Cowboys jumped on it. They said it was theirs. Um, the refs called them down. They reviewed it. There was no evidence to turn it over. And I will say, like, the first couple times I watched the replay, I was like, oh, wow, you know, that ball's out. Like, all right, yeah, you know, they, they have a great, but, you know, they should have played better the first half or the first <laughs> three quarters of the game. Um, but I started watching that replay more and more, and now there's, like, still shots of it. And I'm like, he didn't fumble it. So it this was it was controversial at the time. Yeah. Games. Yeah. I mean, get over it. You're in the playoffs. You won your division. You get a home game. Yeah. Uh, you weren't going to get the first overall seed. Like, there, there was no way you were – the Packers were going to fall that much and you were going to win the next, what, three weeks and – or, sorry, two weeks to clinch it. So, just – you're in the playoffs. You got a home game. Just relax. You're fine. Yeah. Be happy with it. Um, But, moving on – um. In a game that I was scared to pick a side on, I think maybe we both were scared to pick a side on this one. Um, but the Seahawks end up um, taking over the Lions uh, in what was uh, not really a surprising game, I guess. That that one, I don't think anything crazy happened. That was a pretty normal Seahawks versus Lions game, as could have been expected, I believe. Lions look like trash like they always do. So yeah. Um, so not much to talk about in that game. Uh, Rashad Penny again, though, did have another good game. So good for him. Good for him. Um, the Packers roll over the Vikings. Uh, sorry, I, I just want to say real oh, quick. I am, I'm just very thankful 
for uh, Amron St. Brown. Um, oh, yes. And the Lions just utilizing him the last few weeks. Homeboy got me freaking like 40 points last week. <laughs> and uh, God bless you because I probably would have lost without that. He's been enough. I, I, I just had to shout him out real quick. And I really hope they do the same thing this week and he gets me another 40 points. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so anyway, uh, since George got that out now, um, definitely I, he hasn't he hasn't blessed me, but I have witnessed him bless others, and he hasn't done anything wrong to me yet. So by all means, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but anyway, uh, as I started to say earlier, the packet Packers roll over. I can't talk tonight, George. The Packers roll over the Vikings without Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, not much, not much of a surprise here when everybody knew Kirk Cousins was out. They were like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, was uh, even with Kirk Cousins playing, I don't think it would have been. I don't think they had a shot, really. Um, Packers are playing to clinch the first overall seed, and they did that. Um, it's it's a freezing cold game at Lambeau Field. It seems like the only time the Packers choke in a really cold game at Lambeau is when it's in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Um. Other than that, they they always handle the elements really well. Um. So yeah, not really surprising to me, but nonetheless, um, disappointing for the Vikings. Now they're out of the playoff or playoff contention completely. So, boo hoo, boo hoo, fuck them. Shouldn't have trusted Kirk Cousins. But anyway, um, and the last game we're gonna talk about, well, not the, necessarily the last game we're gonna talk about, um, but the last one of our predictions that we're gonna talk about, um, was this game really showed me like how. Like, I know that I live in Pennsylvania by this game because I hate the Steelers. Like, well, I don't hate the Steelers. I hate Steelers fans. Um, mainly because I've, one, I've dated multiples of them. Multiple of them. Um, so that's been, as you can imagine. Um, but the majority of them are obnoxious and miserable not quite as obnoxious as philly fans but obnoxious and miserable um but watching this game um and the steelers getting the win and the game ending with the ball in big ben's hands and his big goofy ass standing there on the field with tears in his eyes like it i was touched like i i felt a little emotional i didn't myself tear up because you know it it's big ben right he's not you know when aaron Rodgers. Retires, maybe, maybe. I might one tier. Tom Brady, I could care less about. He I, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, so they he went out and he took the knee, and the Steelers had like two timeouts, I think. And Mike Tomlin tried to call a timeout, and <laughs> because I don't know if he wanted Big Ben to either get you know, like one more play, or if he wanted to like take him off, and so he could like do like a curtain call kind of thing. Mm, um, yeah. But he tried to call it, and then like in the midst of him calling it, they like blew the whistle and everything. But all the like the players just ran onto the field, and he was just like, ah, fuck it, like whatever. <laughs> so that was like kind of yeah, funny to see because yeah, like he wanted to give like Big Ben his his moment. Um, but yeah, so it, I mean, it, it was it was a feel good moment to watch. Um, and you know, like you said, like growing up in Pennsylvania, like I've never hated Steelers, and like you said, it's more more so a Steelers fan kind of thing. Um. And I've had a lot of respect for Big Ben. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, you have to at least respect. Yeah, him. Like, like he's won, I, he's won I, two I think Super Bowls. I tagged you in a tweet earlier about Mike Tomlin is um, fifteen and zero as far as winning seasons, and I was like, damn, yeah, like, not one losing season in there. You have to, you have to respect it for sure. 
But anyway, uh, more on to the weirdness of our NFL weekend. Uh, this is good. probably old news at this point, but um, Antonio Brown uh, decided to uh, like basically quit the team mid-game. Uh, I guess it was a mutual agreement at that point between him and somebody from the coaching staff or something, um, but proceeded to take off his jersey and shoulder pads and even threw his gloves and uh, his undershirt into the crowd, ran through the end zone, jumping, waving, throwing up peace signs. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a first for me. Um, I, I've seen people walk out at like halftime and stuff, but uh, yeah, so the, the aspects of it was um, it, it definitely a, a, a funny story, not necessarily a funny backstory, um, but yeah. It, so at least apparently, what what was happening was. Um, Arians came out and started limiting his snaps, and he said it was because, you know, his, his knee was bothering him or something like that. Um, Antonio Brown was eight catches short of a big bonus. He needed another touchdown, and he was 55 yards short of, you know, if he would have hit all three of them, he would have got, like, a huge bonus. Each one came with their own bonus. But, um, so Arians started limiting his snaps. A.B. didn't like that. Um, and, you know, that that's when he was, he was done at that point. And, listen, I, I understand that. You know, I wouldn't want anybody to mess with my money. I really understand that point of it. Um, but at the same time, like, dude, you missed three games because you lied about your COVID vaccine and all this other stuff. And, you know, like, you, you've cost yourself yeah. a lot of this. And, like, at the same time, you need to, be like, take responsibility for that. Be like, hey, listen, I like, yeah, I don't want to lose my money, but it sucks because, you know, I also am part of the reason I'm not getting that money. Um, at the very least, you still have the rest of that game, which they were still down at that point. Yeah. So Brady needed. Yeah, he had a, he had a whole another half. Game. Yeah, a whole another half, a whole another game. So I think he probably would have got at least two out of those three, if not all three. Um, but like I said, I understand. You know, you're you're getting fro- like essentially froze out of this money. Okay. Yeah, I would be upset too. I get that. I just and. I just don't agree with how he handled it. That, that's my biggest complaint is how he handled everything. Like, if you want to quit, quit. That's fine. But just don't make a, a show of it like you did, I guess, and, and for lack of a better term. Um, leaving in the middle of the game while they were still playing. Like, this wasn't during a timeout or anything. Yeah. Like, they were legit playing on the other side of the field, and he just running through the end zone. Um, the Jets, uh, like, staff, the people who work at the stadium – Thought he was a fan, like they were ready to tackle him. Um, a, a state trooper said that he stopped him and asked for a ride to the airport, and the trooper's like, "No, like I can't leave the game." Uh, and then like the video came out, he was in an Uber. Uh, the Uber driver posted a video to like uh, all, all the social medias, and that was funny to watch. Uh, he's still in New York, apparently, as he was at the uh, I think it was a at Knicks the game, game. Uh, the Nets game. He was at the Nets game last night. Um, so he, I mean, he's still living his best life, at least. So, um, And uh, Sh- I think Schefter tweeted today, um, he's technically still on, like, uh, Bruce Arians, after the game, you know, was interviewed, did his press conference and said, you know, he's he's not a Buccaneer anymore. Like, he's not a part of this team. Um, you know, there's no hard feelings, but, you know, we're just, we just don't want to deal with that anymore, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Adam Schefter tweeted today that he's still not on the waiver wire list, so that technically means he's still on the team. I don't think he he'll, he's ever going to be welcome back, but uh, still kind of funny to, to to note that. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, funny story, not so funny backstory. 
but on to some more enlightening news. Um, at least for those of you whose teams are about to be enlighten being, me. Are about to be enlightened. Uh, so who's clinched in the NFL? Uh, first we have the NFC. Um, in this order, if the playoffs were to end today, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, yeah, it is okay. I just can't read. Never mind. Um, all right. So at the number one seed, we have Green Bay, uh, which I believe they've, they've clinched. The one yep, seed they clinched. Um, number two, the Los Angeles Rams, which still could fall. Um, obviously they're not going up any farther, but uh, yeah, still. If, if they win, they stay. Um, or if Arizona loses, um, I mean either way. It three or four. I think it could. It can still change between two and three. Um, but to win their division, if they win, they win. Um, or if they lose, they need Arizona to lose too. Yeah, I was gonna say. I believe they. Yeah, they would. They could fall out of the top four, but because um, they split the the season against Arizona, they, yeah, they won one and lost one. They control their own destiny at this yeah. point. Um, uh, in the number three spot, we have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, um, looking to be. You know that home field advantage, at least as long as possible, something that Tom's grown accustomed to um, in his time for sure. Um, the fourth spot we have the Dallas Cowboys. They cannot go any lower. Um, they could obviously. I think they could still get the second seed, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, sitting in the number five seed, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Again, they could go up. Um, into that top four, um, could even fall down a little farther. I believe Philly might not be close enough for them to fall any farther. Um, but with that being said, uh, the number six spot we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so all those teams have officially clinched their playoff spots. San Francisco and New Orleans um, are going to fight for the final spot in the NFC, that last seven seed. Um, moving on, we have the AFC getting shaken up a little bit this past weekend. Uh, we have the new number one seed in the Tennessee Titans uh, after winning their game in Kansas City losing. Um, the second seed, we have the Kansas City Chiefs again losing to the now number three seed Cincinnati Bengals. And rounding out the top four uh, currently sits uh, Buffalo at the number four spot with New England right behind them at the number five seed. Uh, and the Colts, Chargers, and Raiders are all tied for the last two wild card spots. Um, and Baltimore is not quite eliminated from the playoffs yet. Either. Pittsburgh's so, not either, though. Uh, yeah, since Pittsburgh. they won last night, they so they need uh, Indy to lose. And as long as – it doesn't matter who gets in from – so. Between the Chargers and, and the Raiders, whoever wins gets in. Um, I think, I believe Baltimore needs all their Indy to lose and those two to tie to get in. Um, but as, and well, it comes down to I, the Steelers and Ravens play. So whoever wins that game has, has the opportunity to get into the playoffs still. Um, so yeah, if LA, or the Chargers and the Raiders don't end in a tie, whoever wins the Baltimore Pittsburgh game, Gets into the playoffs if if the Colts lose, so I think it's it's still wild to see. Um, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun to track those three games on Sunday. I hope the Colts don't lose. I wanna 
as much as I'd like to see, since I've seen Big Ben's last game in Hines, I'd like to see Big Ben in the playoffs. But honestly, like Indianapolis is a team that I've been watching since the beginning of the year. Um, they're definitely they need some wide receiver help, I think, to be Super Bowl contenders. But um, Carson Wentz has been efficient. Jonathan Taylor has been great. Um, they just need some some help. Defense defense has been good. Could be a little better, but defense would be good too. But defense I definitely is, I'd like to see defense is carrying them. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you know, Jonathan Taylor and that run game definitely helps. But without that defense, it wouldn't be wouldn't be much. But like oh show, oh show. Like we stated, great weekend. Uh, in in football especially NFL and and. Um, college. Uh, it was just pure entertainment the entire weekend. Yeah, but the uh, uh, lots of good times. Yeah, the, uh, the craziness doesn't stop there. So we on Saturday we had the Winter Classic, um, <laughs> which is the annual outdoor game from the NHL. Um, it was the Blues uh, versus the Wild in Minnesota. They had it at the uh, Target Field, the baseball stadium for uh, Minnesota. Um, at faceoff, the, the regular temperature was negative five. Uh, it was the first time out of the 33 outdoor games that have been played, it was the first time it was negative temperatures. Um, what was worse, though, was a wind chill. It was in the, the, well into the negative 20s. I believe at one point they said it was like negative 28 with the wind chill. Um, players were putting chicken broth in, in their water bottles rather than water. Um, they were shoving hot towels into their pants and up their jerseys and everything just to try to stay warm. Um so just a wild scene. The thing that and... stuck out to me was when I looked on Twitter, and I seen it's so cold at the Winter Classic that they the officials are heating the ice. And I was yeah. like, they're huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That made no sense to me either. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just weird circumstances, but so, uh, nonetheless, it was a great game. Um, uh, the Blues end up winning six to four over the Wild. Um, so yeah, a great game. Uh, since we don't ever talk about the NHL enough, uh, I'll update you you guys on the standings real quick. Um, so in the East Division, in the Atlantic, uh, Tampa Bay is leading uh, with 47 points. Uh, Florida uh, has 46 points. Toronto has 44 points. And Boston has 34. That's the top four. Uh, in the Metro Division, uh, Washington leads with 48 points. Carolina has 47 the Rangers at 46, and the Pittsburgh Penguins at 41. Out West in the Central Division, uh, St. Louis has 43, Nashville has 42, Minnesota has 40 points, and Colorado has 38. In the Pacific Division, uh, Vegas has 45 points, Anaheim has 41, Calgary has 40, and Edmonton also has 38. So they're starting to get to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, All-Star break is coming up soon, and after that, it's uh, it's time to to put up or shut up if you want to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm just hoping Pittsburgh can uh, keep stringing. They had a really good game on uh, Sunday against um, San Jose. I think yeah, the final score is eight to yeah eight to five yeah eight five. they were up six nothing at one point, or six one, and all of a sudden San Jose came back and they were down by one. 
Uh, they had two hat tricks. Evan Rodriguez had a hat trick, and Brian Rust also had a hat trick. Um, so I had a lot of fun watching that in between the NFL games. Um, yeah, that wraps up our NHL news for uh, this past weekend. I'll let Nick talk about the even crazier NBA uh, weekend we had. Yes, sir. So uh, carrying on with the theme, um, we had first uh, DeMar DeRozan hit back-to-back game-winning buzzer beaters. Um, I I had seen some it, it hadn't happened before, hadn't happened in like 50 years or something. That I remember seeing about it, but I didn't write it down because I'm dumb. Um, but definitely, if you haven't seen the videos yet, go check them out because the man is, is just insane. Um, moving on, we have uh, a big news, um, especially for Warriors fans. Clay Thompson uh, will possibly be returning on Sunday. Um, obviously, Warriors fans have been waiting for that. Uh, Curry's been cooking on his own, and not necessarily on his own. The whole team has been co- playing great, but Curry's been on another level um, as he tends to just keep going up every year that goes on. Uh, but Clay Thompson coming back, obviously, is huge news. He adds another shooter to the floor um, and definitely just, you know, somebody that Curry's used to working with and definitely the team has chemistry with. So I'm sure everybody's ecstatic um, and just waiting anxiously for him to finally step back on the court. Uh, speaking of stepping back stepping back onto the court, uh, Kyrie Irving is likely to make his season debut on Wednesday. Um, He's cleared from protocols, cleared from uh, everything, I believe, looking to, or at least on track to be cleared for everything. Um, good to go for Wednesday. So Nets fans, obviously, well, I, I shouldn't assume that they're happy to hear that with the way things have been, but I, I, I would assume if I was a Nets fan, I would be happy that Kyrie's coming back. So uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure Brooklyn is, is just as happy for Kyrie as Golden State is for for. Play. Yeah, I, I think it's making it's going to set up the NBA playoff picture to be just that much more exciting. Um, I mean, you already have the Warriors pretty much dominating the West. And I, I shouldn't say dominating, but they're one of the top teams along with the Suns. And now you're getting you it know, seems like they're dominating. Like, yeah, uh, more than what what they are. But. You're you're getting the the Luigi to Steph Curry's Mario back with Clay Thompson. <laughs> so I think it's going to be really fun to watch them play again. Um, Especially together and, and everything that Clay Thompson has gone through the last three years, um, since tearing it, it was his Achilles, right? He tore his Achilles. Uh, um, I, I think so. Yeah, I, well, he, he tore that in in the finals three years ago against Toronto, and then he was getting ready to come back. I believe it was last year, and then he tore it again, or some he you know severely hurt it again. Um, so it's really good to see him able to come back from that. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. If he's the same kind of player as he was before, you know, before he was he was a get up and down fast kind of guy. Uh, he could shoot from deep, uh, but he he could also get in the paint and do a lot of damage. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if his play style is the same or if he's had to adapt it, uh, and how that will complement Curry and and um, Draymond going forward. Um, and Kyrie has always been one of the best players uh, when he's on his game, um, and the Nets are in a tight fight with the Bulls right now in the East. Uh, the Bulls t- took the lead over to, uh, with the Rosen's uh, two big uh, buzzer beaters, but um, the, the Nets really need Kyrie, you know, to sustain their their high level play right now. You know, they can't just rely on KD all season. 
Uh, they did that last year, and you know, he got to the playoffs, and it was just KD, and you know, he obviously couldn't carry them um, throughout the playoffs on his own. So they really need somebody else to step up alongside him, um, and so hopefully Kyrie can provide that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, back onto the weird category, I guess. Uh, we had Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood suspended for one game by the Rockets. Um, Porter left during halftime uh, during a game against Denver after getting into a confrontation with an assistant coach. Um, Wood was benched to start the game against Denver after he didn't show up for the team's daily COVID testing, causing him to be late for shoot-around. And um, once called to go into the game, didn't move and you know continued to just sit there and pout and was confronted at halftime. Um, Definitely not the kind of uh, chemistry you want to be seeing in in your locker rooms and and on your sidelines in the middle of games. Yeah, um, I so I didn't see any of this happen. I really didn't know what happened until the the news broke that they were both suspended. And I went back and watched the video, and <laughs> it's like it, it's one thing to like just pout about you know having to be coached up basically at halftime, um, but. <laughs> And I know that Porter Jr. has had, you know, anger issues in the past. The team came out and said that, hey, you know, he's he's come a long way. You know, we feel like he's a lot better this year. And clearly, he, you know, someone was bothering him on Sunday. Um, but to just lash, lash out your coach like that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm honestly surprised Wood was only suspended for one game. Um, you know, you, you miss your mandatory COVID testing. Um, and then your coach benches you because, you know, you're being irresponsible, basically. And so you get upset about him, you know, treating you the same way you treat any player. I, I guess he just thought he was entitled to more because he's a veteran. Um, you know, pouts, they go in the halftime and he gets, this, you know, the, the same talking to. And just an interesting situation there in Houston. Um, obviously, it's not something if you're a, if you're a Rockets fan that you want to hear. Um, you know, team chemistry is really what carries a lot of these teams into the playoffs and, you know, to championships, things like that. And so to hear your your team having this kind of issues is uh, distressing, to say the least, if you're a Rockets fan. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I would not want to be a Rockets fan right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that wraps up our uh, weekend review. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised we got it compressed down that much. Um, I'm sure there's so much we're actually forgetting with everything that happened this weekend. Um, but the last thing we want to do tonight uh, with this episode uh, is we want to discuss uh, our each uh, our personal sports um, New Year's resolutions. As long as you know what our our podcast goals are for this year. Um, so Nick, why don't you go ahead and give me your your resolutions for sports in 2022? And this is this is for sports in general. Yeah, like I, as a sports fan, I guess I would say. So oh, look, okay. here, here I'll, I'll I'll give you mine, just so so yeah, you're you're okay. aware of what we're doing because I know it's hard yeah. for you to comprehend things sometimes. So yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so first off, I I want to be, I want to get back in the hockey the way I used to love it. Um, like it was just so hard for me. Like when I moved down here, I lost my Penguins channel, so I couldn't watch them every day. Um, but the great thing with uh, hockey this year is, you know, they made this deal with ESPN, and it's often not on TV. Um, 
but they, they stream every game on ESPN Plus or on Hulu. Uh, the only games I'm missing are the ones that are on TNT, uh, which sucks. Um, so I, I really need to envelop myself back into the game. Uh, I'm going to a couple Charlotte Checkers games, which is a local AHL team here. Um, I really want to get out to Raleigh and go to a Hurricanes game, um, just because like seeing their atmosphere on on Twitter and stuff, uh, that looks like a really fun place to watch a hockey game. So I'm I really want to get out there soon. Yeah, not um, to interrupt you, but I seen on your fiance's Snapchat story her sitting in like some nosebleed seats at a Hornets game, and I was like, bro, I hate y'all. And she was like, don't hate George, he's not here. And I was like, bro, what the hell? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> her, her best friend had a, an extra ticket and so invited her. So, yeah, she's been to an NBA game before me. But that brings me to my next resolution is I want to become, like, an NBA fan uh, and, and, like, actually get into it and, and follow it a lot more closely um, and start going to games because, I mean, and this is not a knock against the Hornets by any means. Uh, they are, like, a, I would say a, probably, like, a mediocre franchise right now. Or I shouldn't say mediocre. That makes them sound, like, worse than they are but like they're a middle of the pack franchise you know they're, they're trying to get into the playoffs every year um and so the tickets aren't wildly expensive unless they play like you know the nets or the lakers or you know something like that um so i really want to start going to games and, and like i said just get into the nba more as a whole uh and, and become a fan of that um i mean especially i'm going to sit here and try and talk about it um yeah but yeah n- nonetheless i want to become you know, a better NBA fan. My, my third and final one is I want to go to more sporting events. Like I said, I want to go to more basketball games, hockey games. Um, yeah, I went to f- three college football games last year. Um, I want the Panthers to reduce their prices because I don't know what the hell they're smoking. But they think <laughs> that $150. back, baby. What yeah, $150 for a nosebleed seat <laughs> just to watch them get blown out by 40 points. Like, uh, no, I'm not paying that. 24, their defense is pretty good. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but nonetheless, I and you know baseball too. Like we have a AAA team here, and they're really fun to go to. But um, so one thing that's weird about living here is the closest MLB team to me is in Atlanta. That's four hours away. It's not like an easy drive to make. When I lived back in Pennsylvania, Baltimore was an hour away, and they sucked. So the tickets were like twenty bucks. Camden Yards is nice. Yeah, no, it's a Camden Yards is a beautiful stadium. Um, but yeah, so those are my three resolutions for this year. So now that you understand what the assignment is, what are okay, your three? I was on the right track. I just want to make that clear. Um, so I, I guess first of all, uh, would be the same thing. One of the same things that you stated was go to more sporting events. Um, and we'll get to it a little later. But that was actually I don't know if we had discussed it yet, but that was one of the goals I had um, for the podcast as well. So we'll we'll talk about that when we when we go over some podcast goals. But um, uh, I guess my second one. Um, would be it 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 would be a lot easier, but I definitely want to go to an NBA game. Um, I'd love to go to a Charlotte game because uh, I think we've talked about it on the podcast a little before. I'm kind of a LeBron guy. Um, I watched I started watching basketball because of LeBron. Um, and he's kind of like when I'm slipping out of it, I'm always still paying attention to what LeBron's doing. Um, so I uh, that, but like. It, Charlotte has always been because I love North Carolina. Um, Charlotte has always been the team that that I paid paid attention to that LeBron wasn't on. Um, so if if I could convince Jade to move down there, it'd be a little easier. But I'd love to go to to a Charlotte game. Um, just come visit me for a week and then we'll we'll go. 
I know. We keep talking about it. It's hard as hell to plan, unfortunately. Um, we're working on it. We're working on it. We'll get something together here. Um, but lastly, um, I, I think that, I think to be specific, my last one would be to be a better and a more involved um, Tar Heels basketball fan. Like, I love, um, I, I used to, when I was in high school, that was, like, the only sport that I watched. I barely even watched football in high school because I, I played, but, like, my passion in high school was for was for basketball. So I watched, like, every UNC game. Um, and now it's gotten to the point where, like, I'll watch them in, in March or, you know, in, in the division tournament at the end of the year or whatever. But um, I definitely, like, that has stemmed my love for North Carolina. Um, I, the reason I ever went to North Carolina to visit was for a UNC game. So like it all kind of feeds together in a way. Um, so I definitely specifically, uh, and we're actually, George and I are sort of kind of, I think still in planning, um, of possibly going to a UNC game this year. So we'll see if we can get it knocked off the list early, but. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I definitely, so like I've been to the Dean Smith center. I've never been inside of it, but you know, my, uh, never been inside. No, my uh, my family came down to uh, visit this year, and we we met in Richmond. We went to Kings Dominion for a day, and then both my sisters, one's a UNC fan, one's a Duke fan, and they married husbands who were the same as them. And so we stopped at Duke, and it's so from the outside, Cameron Indoor looks doesn't look like a basketball arena. It's so weird. Like I walked past it, and like it if it wasn't for the sign that said Cameron Indoor Arena, I really wouldn't have thought that's where their basketball arena was. Um. <laughs> But it, it's still very cool to see that. But you know the the Dean Smith Center, you can tell this is a basketball arena. It was huge, and like we could peek through the windows. They were in there having practice at the time, um, and it was it was cool to see them at least running on the court and stuff. And we got a bunch of pictures there. Um, but I went to a football game in North Carolina, and the fans you know weren't really there, except for the the student section was packed, and I love their student section. And I know. Um, like in a, in a basketball arena, obviously there's gonna be more fans there because their their basketball team is gonna draw in more people than the football team would. Um, but just seeing how amped up that student section was, I'm so excited to see that in an arena setting when you know your voice just carries so much more in in, oh, yeah. in there. Um, I I went I went when they faced Fairfield like, and and the student section was still lit. Um, so I definitely I can't wait. I want I want slightly. I didn't have bad seats the first time I went, but I want I want good seats. Yeah, I want good seats. Um, Unfortunately, good seats. Are, I want like I low key, not low key, I high key want good seats to a Duke game. But this podcast got to get a lot more successful before that happens. Yeah, so I mean, if if y'all want to get us some sponsors to to uh, get us some you know half decent tickets to some sporting events, you know, hook us up, please. Um, but yeah, that that brings us though to our podcast goals. Um, you know, Nick and I are pretty much in line with this. Um, the first one, which you know Nick alluded to, um, is we want to start going to sporting events, not just on our own to cover them, but as a you know the two of us together, uh, going you know doing game day vlogs on location, uh, things like that, um, whether it be college football or like you said college basketball, um, NFL, MLB, NBA, hockey, what doesn't matter the sport, like we just want to go together, um, you know we have a lot of fun watching sports on TV together. Um, I think we've only ever been the one sporting event that was Indy 500. Um, but we just have a lot we of fun. Pocono too. Oh, that's right. But we, we haven't did. we haven't gone to 
Yeah. Not like a, a, we haven't gone to a football game or anything, but yeah. we always have a lot of fun together. Um, and, you know, obviously we have some chemistry on here, but I think on a camera it would be a lot more apparent. And I think we, we would have a lot of fun bringing that to you guys. And I think you guys would have a lot of fun watching that. Um, but I'll, I'll let you talk on that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I had kind of had the idea, like I said, I, I don't remember if I talked to you about this or not. But um, at, at this point, I'd say as a safe bet and as like as realistic as possible, um, I'd like to see us at at least one sporting event, like, per major sport um you know within the year so like one nfl and and they don't have to be top level games um obviously like there's some games that you know if the opportunity comes like it'd be nice but um but just you know one nfl one nba one uh you know ncaa basketball one ncaa football and mlb and nhl like and we don't have to necessarily go to every pro level and amateur level for each sport but you know, just to get a variety, um, you know, get us indulged more into into the sports world and, and the reality of it and, you know, give the people some good content. I, I really want you, so I'm trying to march uh, the Penguins play at the Hurricanes. I really want you to, like, I, I understand it's hard, but I want to take you to your first hockey game, like professional hockey game so badly. Um, just because, like, it's it's ridiculous to watch in person. Like, you know, watching on TV, it's it's hard to get into sometimes, um, unless you like really understand a lot of the rules and everything. Like, you know, there's whistles every thirty seconds. You're like, what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> but it does have a lot of action, which I've, which is why I feel like it's easier, one of the easier sports to watch on TV, um, even if you're not into it. But just being in an atmosphere, um, especially like a hockey arena, is just ridiculous. Um, so I definitely want to get you to. I, I need to be there when you go to your first NHL game. Like that's, right. I, don't, I don't care where you go, but you need to let me know. I'll buy tickets. I'll, I'll I'm, fly I'm not to. Sure. I'm not sure if, um, if uh, like you can actually, I assume you can go and watch them. And, and I want to find out like where one's at one time, but we should try to get to like a, a, one of the um, professional cornhole tournaments. That would be wild. I would love to commentate. Could you imagine how much fun one. we'd have oh my God, yeah. We, no, we should try and enter it. Like just two jack offs trying to freaking uh <laughs> Dude, we should. I you probably gotta qualify, but dude, we don't. can get on a hot streak and fuck around and qualify. Yeah. I mean if if you know they they allow bush light, I mean I'll 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 throw some bags and some holes. Dude, you can have uh, a yeti there. I guarantee. I guarantee every single one of them is drinking alcohol. Yeah. They have to be. I, I don't know. I can't imagine they'd put it in the rules. Maybe we'll have to check it out. Well Nick, t- tell us about our, our next goal we have. Uh yeah, next goal, um this kind of sounds like a simple one, um, but we're trying to maintain a good balance of, you know, doing this and, and still having our family lives. So uh, still working Kingstown and whatnot, but we'd like to get a YouTube channel up um, and running consistently, uh, whether it's, um, you know, for, I guess I'll, I'll get into one of our other goals, which is getting into video podcasting. Um, So whether it's, you know, putting these podcasts that we do now up as videos as well um or you know videos from games that we attend or you know clips from the podcast stuff like that um you know we'd like to get that all up and running and give you more content um you know and and just uh be able to do to expand what we do and and have more fun with it yeah for sure um 
Yeah, d- definitely at some point this year, and and hopefully soon. Um, I've been looking into it more, how to do it and everything. But you know, like it's one thing to do just a recorded podcast, post it or edit it, post it on Spotify. Uh, we are gonna get it up here on on Apple and Google Podcasts soon. Um, but it, you know, it, it's one thing to just do that, but we really like to challenge ourselves and keep growing. And one way to do that is do video podcasting. Um, you know, it, it's helps a lot of people engage more when you know you can see us, you can see our reactions. You know, we can add some highlights and stuff. You know, as we're talking about, say, we're talking about the the Bengals Chiefs games. You know, I can throw up. You know, the couple plays from that last minute drive they had or whatever things like that. Um, I, I think we're just. Both of us think that it'll and be easier. And live podcasting as well, um, you know, with, with questions and and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, you know, maybe once a week or before every show we do like a, a pre-show. Like, hey, you know, we're hopping on from here to here. Uh, send us some questions and we'll just do a, a, a question and answer segment. Like, what do you, you ask us what we think about a certain topic. You know, we answer it and we post that to say just YouTube or just twit- whatever. Um, but yeah, eventually down the road, we, we I would love to have something like the Pat McAfee show has where we just record like a live episode uh, and then, you know, you guys can go back and watch it and listen to it anytime you want. But, you know, th- that is definitely way down the road. Um, need to figure out how to work video cameras first. But <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, um, but I, I would say, I, I think our last goal for 2022 is, is to start getting sponsors. Uh, you know, we kind of joked about it with, you know, Hey, pay for us to go to games, things like that. But it, it's just more than that. Um, you know, it, we are doing this for fun. You know, this isn't our, our day-to-day job. Um, but, you know, obviously, it's always a goal, you know, for that to happen. But at the end of the day, um, we really uh, would like to, you know, start getting sponsors to help us get our name out there more and, you know, to, to help promote our brand more and give us more of a reputation um, and to help us do a lot more things that we want to do, like, you know, get cameras, all those things, go to, go to sporting events, things like that. Um, so I, w- I would say, I think that pretty much wraps up our, our big goals for this year. At, le- at least our, our small goals. Obviously we have, we have huge goals. Um, you know, we're almost, we actually hit 20 listeners, which, you know, thank you. Uh, yes, thank love you. that. Uh, we're almost at a hundred streams. Um, and so we obviously want to continue to grow those numbers. I, I, I would say my goal at least for listeners to hit a hundred, like if we hit a hundred this year, I'll be ecstatic. Um, and you know, we, we obviously have a long way to go, but we're growing, which is, which is good. And I'm very excited about, uh, and like I said, I think adding things like Apple and Google podcasts will really help with that. And, you know, live or not live, but video podcasting. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think a hundred is, is a bit like, um, you know, I, I think we've got 20 already. I think as we start to get better and um, as things start to progress, that'll go up. So uh, George and I, I can talk about it more, but I think I, I, think I agree. We might have to but, have a little giveaway at 100. Yeah, we might entice to get to get there faster. But like I, I agree, I think 100 is not exactly high, but I like to keep my expectations low. Um, you know, that's keeps no, me from definitely... breaking my heart as much. You know. <laughs> Um, but, it's a great humble approach too. I definitely I can appreciate it yeah. for sure. And I'm also not expecting like Joe Rogan numbers. Like I don't think, or like you know, I mentioned I mentioned Pat McAfee show. Like I would love to emulate what they have, and you know the kind of sh- the style of show they have and everything. Um, 
but I, I feel like Pat has really struck gold with how he's done everything. Um, and it, it would be, you know, a life blessing to do something like that. Um, but obviously, you know, both of us understand and know that we have a long way to go before we even start to sniff, you know, any kind of success like that. And and right now we're just worried about becoming, you know, getting our identity out there, getting our, you know, our, our platform out there um, and growing it just little by little. And uh, you keep doing that, the big things will come eventually. But um, before uh, we just keep rambling at this point, uh, we're going to wrap up our show. It is. Um, but we, we thank you guys, as always, for, for checking us out. Uh, we can't thank you enough for the support that you gave us in just two short months in 2021. Um, we are very excited for this new year and everything to come. You know, Nick and I, te- I, I think I texted you before I kissed Hannah at midnight <laughs> about, you know, like, hey, happy new year. You know, let's you know, let's just, you know, do this shit in, in 2022. Let's let's go have fun with it. Um, and we're, we're very excited for you guys to be here and to come along with us. And, you know, we wouldn't be where we are right now without you. And we can't wait for you guys to, to stay along for the ride and see where we go from here. Definitely. I think it's, I think it's going to be a wild one. George and I, um, I think at least once a day, um, if not, maybe like once every other day, at the very least, we text each other about something, um, with this podcast, whether it's an idea that we have for expansion or, you know, for what we're currently talking about or currently working on and stuff like that. Um, I do it more to George, but I tag him and stuff on Twitter all the time of things that I'm like, maybe, you know, I don't necessarily say maybe we could talk about this, but just random sports shit that I find interesting or funny or whatever. Um, you know, it definitely, it brings excitement to us. Um, I don't know about George's side, but on my side, uh, the the future wife tends to get a little testy sometimes because I do talk about this podcast a lot. <laughs> um, but they definitely like our our fiancés are our biggest support, and um, obviously everybody, all of those twenty listeners that, that George had just you know talked about, and and everybody that's even press play on the podcast, like. It means a whole lot. Um, you know, we definitely appreciate every ounce of support that we get. And hopefully real soon, you know, we can start reiterating um, that that thanks for, into um, better for content, more content, and just overall more satisfaction. Absolutely. And speaking of fiancés, uh, go check out our merch store. Hannah's worked very hard on that. We got Mullet Mafia merch out there. Go get that. Uh, we're, we're working on adding so much more to that. Um, so much more content in general behind the scenes. Uh, like Nick said, we're having all these conversations, um, but nonetheless, very excited for you know everything coming in the future. Um, but thank you guys so much for everything. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with our next episode. Uh, we're going to preview um, the national championship game in college football, um, and you know the wild weekend of NFL action on its way. Uh, setting up for the playoffs um so we got a lot to talk about on thursday too uh we hope you guys join us then uh go back and check out some other episodes share them you know let your friends know get the word out there for us uh you know we we couldn't be doing this without you guys and and your support and sharing this um but nonetheless thank you guys for another great episode and checking us out and we will see you on thursday
Let's see if there's the open. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.